Hey everybody, this is Mike. Uh, just wanted to know, did you know that uh, we had a great time with our guest Retro Princess. However, you're going to notice a bit of audio distortion due to the fact that instead of using a uh, headphone and microphone like most of our guests, she used a headset, meaning that the microphone was very next, was very close to her ear cups, and she had the volume up extremely loud. So you're going to be hearing a bit of echo, and there was nothing I could do to fix it. So it's going to sound a little weird, but it's worth it because she was a fantastic guest. We had a lot of laughs, and we hope you can look past that and enjoy this wonderful guest, her commentary, <laughs> and all the fun that we had. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Playing With Power podcast, the issue-by-issue retrospective about Nintendo Power magazine. We are tuning in for Nintendo Power Volume 59, which is April of 1994, and we have Ken Griffey Jr. on the cover, and uh, with me as always is my co-host Mike. Hello. Unfortunately, John is out uh, whacking balls around today at the golf course, so he's unable to join us. And we yep, have he, a, uh, he had a couple of lady troubles, so now he's working on his stroke. <laughs> Hopefully, he follows up with a uh, massage with a happy ending. So we can we we're here for you, John. And uh, with and with us again by popular demand is our our guest from across the seas and the ocean as well, uh, Miss Retro Princess. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me back and. Um yeah, I'm surprised you did want me back after last time. Oh, of course. I, I don't remember the so, last half an hour of recording last time, mm. so... It's recorded for posterity now, though. Mm. So what have you been up to since the last time uh, you were on the show? Um, I don't really know. Nothing. Drinking. Nothing? Nothing. Drinking. I'm afraid <laughs> least interesting guest ever I have been up to... Bollocle, I really have. I I did hear Mike said just before the show that you had some kind of uh, poll or contest for what you're going to be drinking in the program today. <laughs> yeah, last time it was a very large bottle of uh, Prosecco, which is why I don't mm. remember the last half an hour. Um, very good. This time, uh, the gin and tonic one out. It's a slimline tonic, though. So I've got to be good. Okay, <laughs> it's the slim version. Yeah, like the like a skinny martini uh, kind of thing, right? Yeah, except all the calories are in the gin anyway, so it's no odds. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, it's all good. Yeah, don't care. All right. Uh, well, I'll go ahead and start us off. I'm going to do the uh, um, the pre-roll, the post-roll at the beginning. So, if anyone wants to reach out to us in between uh, episodes, please find us on Facebook.com/slash Playing With Power Podcast. If you'd like to donate a few dollars to our Patreon um, and support the show, we're on patreon.com slash playingwithpower. You can reach Mike on Twitter at getthepower88. And if you'd like to leave us a review on iTunes, that would also be helpful. And uh, Retro, how can they they find you if you want people to find you? Uh, If you do desperately want more of me, um, I can be found on Twitter at... uh, What am I on Twitter? RetroPrincess1. Uh, I think that's all, really. My pin tweet. Not doing the tw- my pin tweet on there is all you need to know, really. 
Okay. Uh, do you have a Twitch stream still going? Uh, it's it's currently on hiatus because we're moving the whole of our upstairs around so that I've got a bit more space. So not oh. presently, but I am usually drunk on what, the weekly basis. What you, <laughs> lovely. <laughs> what do you? So what do you got? What are you moving around at home? Uh, we're moving. It's, it sounds really bad. It's not bad. We're moving my three-year-old son into a smaller room so I can have the bigger one. <laughs> oh, into a closet. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like Harry, I, uh, Harry Potter. You know, stick him in the cupboard under yes. the stairs. Under the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Just give him a cracker every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a bit of cheese, scrape the mold off, that sort of thing. Nice. Yeah. Well, that sounds happy for you. Not, <laughs> yeah. Not so much for him, I guess. Well, you know, how much fine. room does a three-year-old need? Yeah, but you know he's he's leaving every night to go sleep in your bed anyway, so... Uh, no. <laughs> it doesn't matter. No, no. No, no. Okay. No, no. That's what a doorstop is for. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's dig in on the issue here. Okay. Uh, we've got uh, Ken Griffey Jr. presents Major League Baseball on the cover, and it's got a picture of uh, the man himself, and he is uh, got one fist pump in the air. He's got his head on backwards, and he's rocking a Super Nintendo gamepad, and what presumably his game, but we're facing away from us, so we can't see the title, uh, playing a Super Nintendo in the locker room. Yeah, so. for, all, for all we know, he's actually playing Super Metroid, and he's just like, "Man, this is game. This game, this game is great." And I presume that he's not wearing pants in this photo. It's like you can't see his uh, <laughs> anything below the waist here. Just because we can't see below the waist, we just assume he's got no, nothing on underneath. We'll just yeah. it's a lock. It's a locker room. I assume he's just letting it all hang out down there. You know, <laughs> to let it air out. Well, you got to prevent jock itch. You got to let the air get oh. out. Oh, yep. let it air out. Let it dry. Oh. Put that put that baby powder down there. <laughs> don't want don't want any chafing for the next game. <laughs> this is this is a post game ritual right here. <laughs> All right, and we also have a banner for Star Trek: The Next Generation. Okay, moving on in. We've yeah, got for, uh, for such a busy cover. There's really not much to say about it. Yeah, it's a, it's a photo, so which is and it looks like they went into the locker room and sat it all up and took the photo. I mean, it's not yeah. a bad picture. Yeah, it's a nice picture. <laughs> all right, moving on in, we've seen the uh, this advertisement before about getting your friend into trouble with a baseball breaking a window. So that's a se- about, uh, already the second page with a baseball in it. Oh. <laughs> Seeing a theme. Okay. So the next page beyond that is an advertisement for something called Power Fest 94. I thought that was Power Fist for a second. <laughs> <laughs> you can choose the Rampant Rabbit or the Power Fist. <laughs> there you go. Did you ever see uh, Top Secret with Val Kilmer? No. It had, um, at some point, like, there's this scientist that they're trying to uh, rescue, that he's trying to rescue... And um, the scientist receives a package in jail in this prison that he's at. And it's just this giant box that's called the Anal Intruder. <laughs> <laughs> and like, later on, they find the guy dead in his cell. And, uh, you know, they're like, oh, the, the, the uh, scientist died. That's the good, 
the yes, the scientist is dead, and they and they pull out this thing, and it's just like a giant like fist on like a pneumatic like drill, oh. and it's like it took the scientists three hours to, <laughs> to remove the smile from his face. <laughs> what the fuck oh is that God. accent? Yeah, uh, that's the typical European scientist. Though so they were German, uh, yeah, my, that's my German. Ah. Uh. <clears throat> okay. So, anyways, this is Power Fest '94, 192 tour locations, and this, they have an illustration here of what it's supposed to look like. Um, we see a giant inflatable Mario, I'm guessing. Yep. With a raccoon tail. Mm. Yeah, they even uh, the did a good job Mario. of tying down the strings. They even drew the strings to show that. They did. Uh, you know that it, you won't be actually being attacked by a giant Mario. He's not going to swing. His, of, he's not going to swing his tail and level the building. And there's like a million balloons surrounding the entire thing. There's a news van apparently pulled up, and then it's just like a bunch of uh, booths that you go stand up to. It looks like. So it says play tons of great, great games, in-store competitions, huge parking lot, events, win excellent prizes, t-shirts and hats at local events, event winner at each location, wins a tour jacket and a trip to the national finals. <laughs> so stay tuned for tour locations and dates. Fisting so on tour. The, yeah, they're going around touring the country. I guess you can, uh, you know, stop in, play, and then if you win, you can get fisted. Have an opportunity to win the finals. <laughs> yeah. Get, would you say get tested? Get fisted. Get fisted. Yeah. That's what Mario's standing there for. He's the. He's got the power fist. All right. Coming up, they've uh, renamed their table of contents a little bit. It now says game reviews. So they've clarified now. Uh, so for Super Nintendo, we've got Ken Griffey Jr., Star Trek The Next Generation, Mickey's Ultimate Challenge, Excalibur 2097, Time Tracks, Turn and Burn, No Fly Zone, and then for Game Boy, we have Prehistoric Man, and for Nintendo Entertainment System, we have The Jungle Book. Yay! And they have two special features about Pinball, Frenzy, and then Inside Interplay. And then they're going to have a preview for Super Metroid, which is next month's cover. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, apparently uh, Gabe Newell read this issue of Nintendo Power because we get to see the uh, the Dick Nose Boy playing with portals. <laughs> so those are his feet on the other side. Yeah, I missed I missed last issue. Unfortunately, what uh, what happened with the robot? Is he gone? Oh shit! What the hell was Dick Nose Boy up to? Uh, oh, don't worry about I, it. I can believe right. I can go back and look. Or you can actually right. listen to the episode, whatever. I could. <laughs> we can use the stats. <laughs> sure, we'll do it. All right, uh, next pages are the player's pulse where they he have really the mailbag. Oh, wait, he really looks like Marty McFly. Yeah, I mean, uh, the same vest, at least. And the, yeah. He's got the rolled-up cuffs on his jeans. It's yeah. a hot look. Speaking of hot looks, on the next page, we've got a similar-looking fellow... And is he's sitting in between, apparently, uh, two, I don't know what to call them, just like uh, barrels of, yeah. of gasoline? Oil drums. Oil drums, thank you. I was looking for the words. And there's like flames that are animated with face, evil faces that are eating their way towards the barrel drums. So this guy's sitting in the middle looking like he is just scared shitless. <coughs> Uh, yeah, because he's in the middle of a friggin' explosion sandwich. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he's 
just had a really, like, massive fart. And it's fireballed and made him sweat. And the fireballs, he's like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have farted around the TNT, damn it. (laughs) 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 Sorry. All right. (laughs) Mike, you want to take the first letter here? Okay. It says, hey, yeah, there's no theme in the uh, letters this month. So it's just a bunch of random guys. And the first one comes from... Lee J. Ronquillo. Leroy Jenkins. From Hawthorne, California. And he writes, Hey, NP, what's up? This is just a short letter, and I'm going to tell you about the picture included. The big Game Boy is, believe it or not, made of wood. I made it in wood shop, and it looks just as good as the real one. You, know? you don't say. Gosh, can't tell the difference at all. God would. <laughs> the reason that the coins are on it is because it's a bank. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Ew. No, it's not. It's music. shit. <laughs> the, coin, <laughs> the coin slot plays music when you put a coin in it, too. I'm really proud of it because it looks very much like the real thing. I'd like to see more stuff in the next Superpower Supplies catalog like games and t-shirts. Please make some of these awesome club calendars and controller decals because I think they're so cool. I'm trying to convince my mom to buy me some of the other stuff in the catalog. <laughs> Okay. And I get to see the uh, fake Game Boy next to the real Game Boy, and wow, you really, wow, they really do look the same, ish. That is, yeah, that Not, is cool that it plays music when you put a coin in it, though. That is, that is pretty dope. I mean, for making something that plays music that they, uh, like a trigger inside, that is, it's mm-hmm. pretty, it's pretty darn dope. All in all, that's cool. Good job. Yeah. Nah, sorry, it's right. it's it's shit. It's still shit. Still shit. <laughs> the prince. <All> right, <laughs> Princess the, has spoken. The, the princess is not amused. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll take the next one here from Jason Simons from Corpus Christi, Texas. I think you should have volumes one through fifty on sale for fifty dollars again. Did, did this happen? I don't remember that happened. They, they never did that. Man, that's uh, yeah. That sounds way too good. That's too generous. I also think you should have more merchandise relating to the Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past. I think everything you have in your superpower supplies catalog is really cool. So they response, responded to him and said, You're in luck. The second superpower supplies catalog, which all superpower clubs members received with this issue, includes more great Zelda gear. The items that were featured in the first catalog were so popular, we had to create some more. Well, he got his half of his wish. Yeah, it's not like actual Nintendo who have so much demand and never make any more. <laughs> no, it's like, well, they'll make the catalog, but then as soon as you request anything out of there, oh yeah, we're sold out. Yeah. Sorry, discontinued. Fuck you. <laughs> discontinued. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> All right, why don't you take the next one, princess? Okay. Um, I recently read volume 55's Player Pulse. I decided to write in and give you a few suggestions on what to possibly put into the next Superpower Supplies catalogue. For starters, I really like the Yoshi Pocket t-shirt. I ordered one myself and plan to order a Mario hat. I think you should make a Yoshi stuffed animal. I think it would be popular. Well, you know... Fuck all, don't you? I think it. Uh, I also like the idea of uh, superpower stamps. It's a great way to save money on Nintendo stuff. I think you should also have a contest in every magazine for a chance to win fifty stamps. April, shut up! Oh, <laughs> take, 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 take. Mm. <laughs> okay, so the next. Sorry. <laughs> 
Oh, you're, you, are hard to, you are hard to impress today. I am. I know. I am. Recently, my mother has developed an interesting Game Boy. <laughs> are, you sure it's not an interesting, are you sure it's not an interesting pool boy? Are you sure it's just not because she's just picking up so many batteries? You think it's for the Game Boy. <laughs> but she's using those batteries in something else. Yeah, my mom must be playing Kirby's pinball all the time. The Game Boy player... She's replacing the batteries. Yeah. <laughs> The Game Boy Player's Guide review of Super Mario Land has actually helped me with my homework by lessening screams like, Ooh, I jumped on it! And the seahorse got me! Whenever she plays. She says. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the first question she asked about Link's Awakening was, When do I get to kill something? Oh, oh boy, yeah. mom's getting stressed. See, th yep. I thought that, and then I killed the cartridge, so, you know... <laughs> <laughs> I would like to say that your magazine is great and keep up the great work by Sean Doherty of Mohawk, New York. Wow, I didn't so know there was a city called Mohawk. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, uh, next thing, it's, it's, I'm going to read the uh, little photo Insert. caption here. Yeah, so we've got a picture of a guy at uh, CES standing next to the creepy Mario. Um, guy in costume. He's holding up a Nintendo Power with uh, Battletoads and Double Dragon, I believe, on the, on the cover there. Looks like... Yeah. And uh, he's just got a smile from ear to ear. Yeah, he's having a says, <laughs> So many games, so little times. Joseph Pulaski from Farmington Hills, Michigan, was lucky enough to have his picture taken with the world's greatest plumber at the Summer Consumer Electronics Show last year in Chicago. Of course, what video game experience will be complete without a copy of the world's greatest video game magazine? <laughs> As told to you by Nintendo mm. and said magazine. <laughs> Completely unbiased. So, uh, uh -huh. Princess, please tell us about this boy and uh, his adventure in a place very geographically close to yours. <clears throat> Closer. Closer? I was going to say, it doesn't sound familiar. Okay, we have Aaron Judd writing in, and he's got a picture of himself looking at Nintendo Power magazine. I don't know what cover it is because... Link's uh, Awakening. Oh, it's Link's Awakening. Uh, just rage, and um, he's he's if kind you of. Were real, if you were, if you were a real gamer, you'd what? know that. Yeah, I know. Rage. I'm just. You like the game? Link's Awakening made me really angry, and I threw it. Aaron. It, what did you call it last time? A chucker? A thrower? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's a, it's a chuck game or a no chuck game? <laughs> it's a chuck game. Oh, no, it's not. I got to the last yeah. boss, and I couldn't beat it, and I tried a million times. Mm. Game's a piece of shit. Hi. Oh, sounds like your fault. <laughs> I'm Aaron Judd. Ugh. I took this picture in the catacombs in France. He's, he's standing in front of, like, a wall of skulls, looking like he's having the time of his life. You know, could have gone to Disneyland, but they're here with all the skulls. Uh, this is the place where hundreds of Paris residents were buried. <laughs> I hope you'll publish this to show thousands of Nintendo Power subscribers how cool it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, no doubt. <laughs> there's no doubt in my mind that his mom wrote that letter. Yeah, and no. the This kid is like the real-life Pugsley Adams. <laughs> Yeah, Aaron, it's cool. But what's really cool is that you carried Nintendo Power half of the way around the world to take the photo. We'd much rather see piles of creepy bones in the Eiffel Tower or the Louvre or something really ho-hum like that. 
Thanks. I'm detecting a hint of sarcasm. Ah. <laughs> uh. Beautiful. And uh, okay. Wow, the next page has got some, has got a pretty, pretty neat insert. But before we get there, uh, I'll take on Greg Suarez from Parsippany, New Jersey. He says, "This past spring, I participated in the Super Star Fox Weekend Competition. It was a truly incredible experience. After much practicing and meeting my final goal of beating level three, I was able to achieve an unbeatable score. On Thursday, September second, my Star Fox flight jacket arrived, and I would like to say that." I think it's excellent. I can't wait for winter to wear it. Thank you for holding the Super Star Fox Weekend Competition, and I'm looking forward to the next contest with eager anticipation. And they let him know that the Nintendo Power Fest is coming out in 1994. And uh, it should be kicking off at the end of April with 192 local events. These events consist of store competitions and parking lot events. So like the original Power Fest, winners from each event will be invited to a national competition. Stay tuned for details. So, Ben... Please tell us about this Mario versus Mario. Sure. So they have a, a photo here and, and a letter with it. It says, I'm sending you this photo of Mario and Mario. So it's two boys, uh, age five and three. They said, we had a Super Mario Halloween. What a trick or treat. They were crowd stoppers at school, village parties, and of course, boo at the zoo. Everyone stopped and pointed, saying... It's the Mario Brothers. Oh, for it was such a super loud. time. We had to share it with you. This photo may end up as our Christmas card this year. So it's not just two boys <laughs> dressed up as Mario, which, to be fair, their outfits are pretty cool. They also have two uh, random decapitated uh, Mario heads, one on a ladder and one like in between them. One mounted on a ladder like a deer head on a wall, and the other one just like, look, it's coming out of the floor with red eyes. Are they are their parents? I'm a, I'm a girl who devoured your soul. The, yeah, the one on the bottom has red eyes and it just looks super creepy. Is, why are the parents so lazy that they couldn't have a Mario and a Luigi? I think because I, the kids I would you, the kids would fight. The reason why oh, is Luigi. Make exactly. one of them be Luigi. Like, no, the boys kid. wanted both wanted to be Mario. I can tell you now as a parent, that's what's happened. That's yeah. what happened. Yeah, they both wanted to be player one. Nobody wants to be player two. Uh, and they and they both start with an M in their name, so it just fits. So are the parents from Mary Jo and Mark. <laughs> Everybody's an M. Aunt Miskin from Melrose Park, <laughs> Illinois. Oh my gosh, from Melrose Park, everything is M's. Mary, Except Mark, that, Marky, and Michael from Melrose, from Melrose. Park. Yeah. Oh, it's cute. I like it. It's cute. It is an overall Except the demonic head. I think it's pretty cute. Yeah. I mean, one Mario looks happy, and the other one looks like... It's like if, if Sam Raimi made the Mario movie instead of... I swallow your soul! <laughs> He's going to power fist. <laughs> yeah. Especially when it comes off your hand and starts running around. Yeah. Oh, dear. All right, so we have a short letter here from Gail, and you'll never guess what she's apologizing for. Oh, they couldn't handle all the orders from the Super Power Club, so they couldn't fulfill. They had a problem with fulfillment, getting all these orders out, so they switched uh, switched who they're using to to uh, be their suppliers for all this stuff. We were just too fucking successful. We're sorry. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Didn't expect all this demand for our popular product. <laughs> Shocking. Uh, okay, so the next section 
is a feature about Ken Griffey Jr. presents Major League Baseball. And John's not really John's, hoping. John's not here, so moving on. <laughs> I was counting on John to be here for this. Uh, since he's not, uh, we can just talk about uh, some of the images here. Oh, and I'll boy. tell you a little bit about uh, Ken Griffey Jr. here. So he uh, played, it looks like exclusively for the, oh, he started with the Seattle Mariners. And uh, if you, if you want to know why really they, the Mariners, especially Ken Griffey Jr. was uh, you know, popularized so much in Nintendo Power, is because Nintendo had a majority stake in the Mariners that they had purchased, I believe, in the late 80s. Um, as a sign to, you know, it's, it's sort of like a, um, I remember, I think the Mariners were, were going to leave Seattle at some point, um, and uh, so Nintendo bought them to keep them there as a, um, uh, trying to be like goodwill to the, to the local area and saying, no, 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 we're, we're here to stay, you know, we want to invest in the local population, in the, in the community, and so we're going to invest in your baseball team. Yeah, because Nintendo and, of America was based in Seattle, right? Yeah, it was their it was their home there in Nintendo America, and uh, they just recently, in the last year or so, sold their sold their stakes in the company. So, anyways, they're all about this Ken Griffey Jr. guy. Um, so, anyways, he started in '89 for the Mariners, and up through '99, eventually came back for his last season with the Mariners in 2009 and uh, retired in 2010. He is uh, one of the most prolific home run hitters in baseball history. His 630 home runs ranks as the sixth most in Major League Baseball history. He's also an exceptional offender and won 10 Gold Glove Awards in center field. Sorry, he's a sexual he's offender? <laughs> exceptional defender. Oh! I, th- I mean, he's like, you're just casually saying, oh, he's a sexual offender. I'm like, hang on a minute. No. Hang on he's a, a minute. Professional, he is a professional athlete, so, you know, I was just waiting for that penny to drop. <laughs> yep. He's, yeah, he's, uh, he's making... Uh, uh, vaginas wet all over the world every time he hits that baseball. Oh, that's no. his, that's his offense. Yep, they all want they all want to touch his slugger. Oh. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think at some point Nintendo Power actually sent me, and I I don't know if I still have it or not, a Ken Griffey Jr. baseball hat. Like they had one with like the Nintendo logo on one side, and then on the front it had like Ken Griffey Jr.'s like signature or something. Yep. They were like so into this guy. Yep. Anyways. I can talk so about some of these screenshots. We get to see yes. him swinging his bat like a champ. And, uh, you know, for Super Nintendo, these graphics are pretty damn on point. I mean, yes. you can actually read the name on his back. Looks like a big sausage. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it does. It's a big sausage. He's like, oh, waving his sausage. Maybe not. <laughs> waving his sausage. His chub. <laughs> yeah, that's... He's like... He just walks up to the plate like, what the hell are you bringing bats? <laughs> I mean, oh. you don't just hit the ball with your enormous schlong. <laughs> Whack. <laughs> so, on the other page, we get to see all the, uh, we get to see insert animations of uh, what the baseball players will do if they strike out, like, or if they, uh, yeah, like pumping his fist in the air or stomping on the ground, and uh, yeah, they're talking about how the players will show a little character or a lack of it in arcade-style animations. And it looks pretty cool. So they've got all of the uh, major teams here, looks like. So they licensed all the team names, and obviously Ken Griffey Jr. I don't know about the rest of the players. 
Um, I want to point out a weird, some weirdness in the art, though. Take a look at page 11, where it has the title, Pick Him Off. And it has this guy with, like, these giant arms and shoulders and these just, like, <laughs> tiny legs and feet. I guess, I guess that part was animated by Rob Leffield from the Marvel comics in the 90s. Either that or this guy has never uh, made leg day at the gym. <laughs> oh, no, he was doing uh, too many of those pixel steroids. <laughs> and then on page uh, 13, the bottom left again, we've got uh, the Hunchback of Notre Dame uh, swinging about there. <laughs> Just got this big old humpback. You better his shoulder doesn't move. Oh, okay. And then pages 14, 15, they're getting into all the uh, teams here, and they're kind of tell you the pros and cons of all of them. They have a nice little insert of all of the stadiums. You missed something else on page 13, which was on the bottom left, where the guy's swinging what the I bat. Here? Where he's swinging the bat, but he's not like holding the bat like close to his waist. It's like he's just like it's like he just started spinning the bat around <laughs> like a top, and he's like eventually going to hit yeah. the ball. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Some weird animation in the. On or he's the, just like I'm just going to hold this. There. I'm going to hold this bat out at arm's length, and that's how I'm going to hit the ball. If I bunt it like that, okay. they'll never get it. All right, I don't have a whole lot to say about the teams, unless you guys did. Well, hold on, what about that middle picture? What the hell's all those people on the base? The one that says 355 Where? feet. The one right next to the top of the turvy guy. <laughs> How many people can hold third? 355? Okay. So it says, what makes Griffey MLB such a great batting simulation is perspective and animation. The batter is very large, so you'll feel, you feel as if you're in the action. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, but we're not seeing why the multiple man is is from the X Men is playing on is playing in this game. <laughs> it just said, yeah, it just says uh, you'll know when you've gone the distance in Griffey MLB. Does that mean you so, run the bases so fast you create after images of yourself like the Flash? No, that has to be when you've hit it. I'm guessing. I don't know why all these guys are down there. It's a weird screenshot to include. A lot of these type of games, because you, you know you're obviously not controlling every single player. Uh, some of them, like the AI, will try and go for the, where the ball is. Other times, you control all of the people yourself, and so they all kind of just move relatively together, and you can gather them all like that if you have them all go to like the same corner or something. So I'm wondering if that's what happened. Anyway, it's this odd screenshot. Okay. Yeah. And, so uh, next up, we have all, pages I ha about all the... All I have to say is I see the Toronto Blue Jays and apparently their stadium is 400 and 400 feet 400 square feet and i think it's the amount of the feet to the to get a home run and pitching is 66 whatever that means but defense is an abysmal four so i don't know if that's accurate of the 93 <laughs> 94 blue jays if john was here he could probably tell us john if you're listening you blew it man this was like your issue <laughs> you blew it. Is it blue jays a Canadian team. Yes. Ah. Yes. I've I have been to Canada only once when I was a Ooh. kid, and um yeah I went to uh, what's it called? It's uh, Sky Dome. Sky Dome. Toronto. Yeah. Toronto has a Sky Dome. Yeah, I went there and I got a Blue Jay shirt and I lost it. I don't know where it is now, but yes, I know where that is. That's the only <laughs> place I do know. Wow. <laughs> But I know that. Where else? Where have you ever? Where else have you traveled outside of uh, England? 
England. I've been to Scotland. Uh, Scotland? Scotland. Uh, apart from that, I went to Disneyland Paris once and mm. I've been to Belgium and seen like Flanders Fields where all the World War One trenches were. And I went to Spain, but I got salmonella. Oh. So. Well, you gotta stop licking those raw uh, chicken breasts. Yeah. <laughs> Just, Probably a bad call on your part. Yeah. Love licking breasts. So- <laughs> You're just, here, folks. She's one of the Play with Power podcast. She's coming out. It's happening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you've been to right. Flanders Field. So those, are you like a war historian, or were you dragged there by your parents? No, we um, got to go on a school trip. Oh, so, so you were dragged there by your t- teacher then? Well. The plan was to get dragged there, but actually it was really good. They've still got some of the um, original trenches in situ, so you can actually walk in the real hmm. trenches that used to be used like <laughs> they, they, over 100 years ago. But it, it's really fascinating. Huh, does, cool. like, uh, does the ground still smell like mustard from the gas they used back then? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> it does stink, uh, though. It smells well, weird. I can't describe it. It smells really, gee, really it weird. could be all the chemicals they used in the trenches and those dead bodies. Well, Lovely. yeah. Just a guess. Yeah, maybe. But <laughs> you look, you sort of look across um, the fields from, like, the memorial and stuff, and there's just mile after mile after mile after mile of white gravestones. It's a very strange experience. Very strange. And mm. uh, not at all cheerful. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes it perfect. Speaking of strange, let's move on to the next game: Star Trek: The Next Generation. Oh yes, and we got screen, we got headshots of all the the beautiful cast. Patrick Stewart. Mm-hmm. I'm looking more at uh, Counselor Troy and Doctor Crusher. No, Patrick Stewart. Looking He's... the same as he does now. Yeah, but this yeah. I have a really big crush on him and I can't explain it. And it freaks people out. I think it's those piercing <laughs> eyes. Oh and that flashy he's charming. Do- and that flashy he's, dome. He's He's oh, endlessly charming. He's ever right? so charming. Ever. Oh, just mmm. Him on stage, bit of Shakespeare, lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to meet uh, Marina Sirtis when uh, at Ottawa's first Comic Con. Ah, and uh, I had no idea about the uh, how important the headshots were. And I had a bunch of stuff with me, so I put it on the table, and some of it fell on her headshots. And she's, like, yelling oh, at no. me. <laughs> really? <laughs> While I'm telling her how I had a big crush on her when I was, like, when the show was out, and how, like, uh, she was just an amazing person, and it's really nice to meet her. While she's yelling at me, it was very masochistic and uh, had a very dominatrix feel to it. Like, I'm professing adoration while she's chastising me. Aww. Nice. But, That's uh, kind of kinky. <laughs> Yeah, it, in retrospective, the whole thing was, well, just me being a fuck-up as usual, but it was my first con, and I had nobody with me to hold any of my shit, and I didn't want to put it on the floor, because I thought someone could steal it, so. You didn't bring a bag? Uh, I don't think any of the stuff I had fit in the bag. Hmm. So we wear a backpack to those things for that reason, I think. Yeah, well, usually you have a friend to hold your shit so that you can grab stuff, and then you hold their shit while they do stuff. Hmm. But you know that's the that's the penalty of being antisocial. Mm-hmm. So, 
And uh, also in that same uh, day, I also got to meet John Delancey. Q. Who's that? Oh. Oh, Q? Okay. Yeah. Or if you watch My I Little Pony, he's the voice of that dragon thing. No, I didn't watch that. And he, or if you see him Breaking Bad, he's the airline pilot that crashed the whole plane. Now you got it. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Air traffic controller, not the pilot, but... Oh, my bad. Air traffic controller. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, yeah, and I also would have had a chance to meet Brett Spiner, except he just looked like he was chewing sesame seeds and just, like, couldn't be bothered to be there. Oh, he's so lovely. He's and after just... pissing... <laughs> and after pissing off Counselor Troy and, like, like pushing my luck with uh, with Q, I was just like, you know what, I'll be fine. And uh, there was a chance to meet William Shatner, but you had to pay like $120 for an autograph and photo oh. to wait oh in God. line. And I was just like, fuck him, he's rich. <laughs> he should be he should be here thanking the fans for making him famous. He should be paying we you. Made you rich and f- yeah, we already made you rich and famous, you cunt. Like, just let me smile, take the picture, and be, be done with it. You know, pay us back for the 40 years of prosperity you got being a fucking forgetful little lump. I mean, come on. I, I get the feeling I, I you're him, not I, his number one fan. <laughs> I heard him do a panel, and it's like, I mean, either you say he's got Alzheimer's, or either the man has lived such a full life he cannot actually remember it because he kept trailing off on his own stories and just moving <laughs> on to another one. Nice. So like, I remember I was doing TJ Hooker and there was this one moment when behind the camera I, uh, um, so on Star Trek I was... Really? And I was just wow. like, oh my God. So, wow. uh, you know, don't meet your heroes because they will either scream at you or just forget half of what they were going to say or charge mm-hmm. you way too much for something, even though, like, they're, you, by all rights, they should be millionaires, and I shouldn't have to be fleeced just because you spot, you bought, like, too many mansions. <laughs> you feel better. Yeah? Yes. Good. Okay. So, meanwhile, about the game. <laughs> so, of course, famous developer, and I'm being sarcastic with that, Spectrum Holobyte, made this game and you must solve a mystery while warping about the galaxy but you also have to obey Starfleet regulations and stay alive so they have digitized version of the uh, what do we call it the crew there and uh, Worf is uh, busted at the seams of his outfit oh my gosh they did a fucking bad job much larger standing behind uh, Captain Picard there Oh my god, Worf looks like he's been hit. It's like, he took all those episodes where he got his ass kicked, he took them to heart, hit the holodeck, started juicing, and just doing weights. Until he's just like, yeah. no one's going to push me around anymore. But his head is like twice as big too. And he, did, he did those head weights. I think he's coming down with elephantitis. <laughs> he was hanging out with Ken Griffey Jr. on the holodeck, sharing that purple drink. <laughs> That great drink. <laughs> uh, and then we got to see a nice insert of Counselor Troy in her smoking hot cat suit. Showing, showing off her blown out hair and her cleavage. 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 <laughs> That's a classic way of saying it. Yeah, tits. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, uh, Count, and then Dr. Crusher keeping it classy, but you know that flaming redhead is, hiring a, uh, is hiding a hoe underneath. <laughs> 
lovely. And that's why Picard's got that. That's why Picard's hiding that smirk on the photo. It's just like, oh yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Oh damn! Can you believe it? And uh, he was uh, 20 years old when that picture was taken. Hasn't <laughs> <laughs> aged your day. <sighs> yep. The key is to look 70 when you're 20. So then, by the time you're 70, you'll look 20. Yep. Just steer into this kid, and everything will be okay. <laughs> so you can uh, bounce around between different systems on the ship. So you can access computer data, so information about Starfleet, planets, other subjects. You also find a password save feature. Ooh. You can go to the bridge, of course, and then you can also go to the com slash nav answer hails and set your course to distant star systems at the com nav console. And then they show sort of a um, panoramic view screenshot of the entire uh, bridge here where you can access the sensor readings about uh, planetary bodies. Then I can go to engineering and uh, set and you ship resources to your battle systems, weapons and shield, withstands enemy attacks. Uh, you can go repairs. You can also go to the briefing room. And this is where Captain Picard reviews mission data and goals with his officers in the ready room before an away mission. And you can also go, finally, to the transporter room where you can pick which uh, crew members to go into four slots for an away mission. And to summon Dr. Crusher whenever he needs a uh, <clears throat> examination. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Crusher, I need an oral examination immediately. <laughs> Please confirm the status of my captain's log. <laughs> what is that, a, like a blumpkin? <sighs> oh. <laughs> I, need to, I need to boldly go where every man in Academy College has gone before. All right, so it's showing you uh, what you can do in the ship still. You can raise shields, and it's got... Uh, that is a weird view with the attack. So it's got a view of the ship that you can see on the sort of like the monitor up top, and then in the bottom two-thirds of the screen, you have like an overhead view of like a map, like kind of like you're playing a, a battleship or something, where you can see the ships flying around. So that looks uh, poor. Yeah. <laughs> I have to disagree. Uh, let's see here. I, think, I, I remember playing this game, and it was, it was good enough. It's good enough. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk about these three star bases at the bottom, where it has the same guy's body on with three different heads. <laughs> <laughs> they drew the body once, and they flipped it one time, and the other time it was exactly the same. Just swapped out the heads. It's like the Mr. same pose. It looks like Mr. Garrison when he was Donald Trump on South Park. You know, like he's just got his hands folded, he's just got his fingers folded into each other, and he's he's just like pretending he's listening to what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh! Welcome to welcome to Starbase X, where every admiral looks the fucking same. Uh, yep. And we've got a classic uh, bald guy with a mustache um, for for a space base. Starbase. Uh, and then uh, finally we get to our away missions. He looks like Jeffrey Tambor. Do. From, uh, oh. from Arrested Development. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a young version of him. Yeah. Okay, uh, so we get one of see, these... Yeah, the first mission is CODIS Mu 4. And I swear to God, this Six. looks like the overhead map for an RPG. Yeah, it does, mm -hmm. yeah. 
Yeah. And then we get to see so a we, sexy Romulan bitch saying, uh, <laughs> thank you. She's sexy? For, well, looks like she got hit with a truck. <laughs> a sexy truck? <laughs> no. <laughs> the sexy ugly truck. roadkill. <laughs> oh. I guess for a Romulan, she's okay. I mean, it's all relative. She could be like, <laughs> a, she could be a human six, but a Romulan eight. <laughs> I guess if she can open a six pack, it's okay. Yeah. Uh. As long as she can keep eating beers. <laughs> oh yeah, now yeah, now I'm starting to see. Like I was, I was too distracted by her body. Now that I see her face, I can see like one eye is like higher than the other. Yeah. Yeah. She, she, fell the, <laughs> she got run over by the truck. Okay. She's like a paint. She's like a painting that got splashed with thinner. <laughs> okay. The next mission is Orientis Alpha Four. It's a race to save a plague-infested planet, but ends up in an ancient Delric spacecraft, where an army of robots protects a secret that has been kept for a hundred thousand years. Looks like an And uh, they look, <laughs> looks like they finally find their robots, uh. and it's apparently Easter Island statues. <laughs> they look a bit like Vladimir Putin. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> you got that right. If Vladimir Putin was either Easter Island statue, I think that's the that's the Venn diagram. Yes. If Vladimir Putin was the uh, the face model for iRobot, <laughs> beautiful. Hello, Will Smith, comrade. <laughs> I am pleased to be obeying all human laws. Laws of robotic. Would you like me to fix your election? <laughs> it looks like you're having trouble with your election. Would you like some help? <laughs> what is it, like Clippy now? <laughs> Hello, Mr. Trump. I see you have problem writing uh, <laughs> firing papers for Mr. Comey. How can I help? I see you're having problems with being misogynistic, narcissistic, and in, in avoiding every issue by talking about yourself. Would you like some help? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my Alright, next mission is Orientis Gamma the third. And it says now Starfleet Command will apprise you of a dire situation on this on this mining moon where ten miners are trapped below the surface. Fuck 'em. Yeah, would yeah. they send like you knew Starship what you Enterprise for. for miners? No, they wouldn't. But they. Besides, you can't let miners on the on the ship with Worf there. It's got a restraining order. <gasps> oh, 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 oh dear. Not since not since the Wesley incident. <laughs> yeah, and then when we uh, we finally do get to see what the miners look like at the end, uh, it turns out that it's Lobot from uh, <laughs> from Empire Strikes Back, Lando Carizian's friend. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. I am altering the air content of the mine. Pray I do not alter it for <laughs> Okay, so final couple pages here. It's just going over what different characters <laughs> you have just seen. You get to see a Ferengi just flashing his grill like a fucking rapper. <laughs> hey. I like it. That's actually not bad there. But he's, except he's all orange, but I guess he's orange in the show, too, so... Yep, and uh, Dr. Butterface is back telling you about uh, important artifacts containing, uh, containing an IFD. <laughs> an IUD? <laughs> she needs help with the IUD. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, uh, yeah, Dylan, we, we need you, you to, have to we, go to we, Dr. Crusher for that. We need you to find my Not device. I've, I've had to have like three abortions and it's getting tiring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running out of coat hangers. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, let's move on to the next game here. Hold on, Something we get to a see more. another screenshot of a Ferengi, and this looks like it, like it's taken from a damn episode. Like, the the resolution oh, on this shit. one is good. It is good. I thought that was just a picture from the show. Yeah, it looks nice. damn good. And it makes and it, and <laughs> just when you think, wow, the fidelity is really picking up on this, then the next picture shows a guy who looks like he's fucking taking his picture during a nuclear testing. <laughs> <laughs> It looks like he tried to shave with mercury. <laughs> <laughs> if it can kill hair follicles. Well, I'm going to smear some of this on here. If it, and, if yeah, it can that's kill good. people, maybe it can kill hair follicles. <laughs> yeah. I heard if you just smear mercury in your face, you have to shave again. There you go. Yes, that's true. You also die, though. <laughs> yes, dead people don't have to shave. <laughs> All right. Mickey's Ultimate Challenge from High Tech Expressions brings Minnie and Minnie to the Super Nintendo in a game designed to entertain and challenge Junior Mouseketeers. Five different Disney characters challenge young players to solve problems by recognizing and matching objects, reproducing sound sequences, and using basic reasoning skills. So they, can they can opt to be either Mickey or Minnie in this one-player puzzler that should, should prove to be fun for its intended audience. So, what do we have here? It's actually got decent graphics. Yeah. yeah. And we got Goofy at the blacksmith shop, which, you know, if you need quality work, why the fuck are you hiring Goofy? I mean, the guy's... I don't know. His name lets you know that he's not the most reputable craftsman. True. And it says that he's challenging Mickey by making him guess the order of the tools in his box. He'll give He doesn't know. He doesn't know. I know. He doesn't even know what's in this fucking box. He's a legitimate question. It's not a challenge. He has no clue. Yeah. He's just like, oh, I, I was just testing you. Oh, yup. And then apparently uh, Daisy's a lazy bitch that won't climb the ladder to dust off uh, the top of the doors there. So uh, she's getting Mickey to do it for her. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and Donald is practicing magic spells. When he accidentally shrinks Mickey, the, min the Minnie Mouse must push potions through a magic mirror. Oh my god, everybody here is fucking up. <laughs> Mickey, Mickey should just pack up his shit and leave. Yeah. The nephews who can't... Is, who is Horace? Horace the cow. From, uh... Yeah, he's been, uh, he's been in the cartoon since the beginning. He was in Mickey's Magical Review. He's the cow with the uh, little thing around his neck. I don't know. I'll take your word for it. I don't it. know who that cow is. Horace the cow. I don't either. No. Horace and Clarabelle. Nope. They were the, uh, the cows in the old black and white Disney cartoons. I'm nope. not old yep. enough old. to, you know. <laughs> You're not old enough to remember the Beatles either, but you can still look them up online <laughs> and find out about them. It's called history. Mm. <laughs> yes. Any, anytime someone pulls it, oh, it was before my time. Oh, fuck, if only you had access to, like, all of history at your fingertips, then maybe you might know about things you weren't there for. Yeah, but the Anyways, Beatles is a bit Horace. different to Horace the fucking cow. Uh, the, these <laughs> came out first, and Disney has a massive organization, so I think they had a lasting impact. Well, I think it's just <laughs> shit. A little dissension in the ranks here. <laughs> the king versus the princess. Yeah, well... <laughs> I think we all know who will win that argument. 
Anyways, so Huey, Dewey, and Louie have a level as well where the nephews can't open the drawbridge. So yes, of course, they're all inept and need Mickey or Minnie to help them. So yay, there's that game. Yeah, all right, Mickey next game. Mickey needs to pack his shit and just go. Leave these fucking morons to fumble and destroy their kingdom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> next game is Excalibur 2097. Uh, let's see here. So it is... It's a sad situation when you don't dare venture outside of your home in the daytime, but that's exactly what neo-New York City fa citizens face in the year 2097. An intimidating rogue named Raptor and his menacing mutating morphs has corrupted the city and taken over neo-New York. Many other key locations throughout the country have fallen to his minions as well. So this comes from uh, Activision, and uh, let's see here. So it brings out the hero in you to take down these folks. Yep, where you get to... Special uh... Oh, sorry. Special Forces members Slash and Alex are the only two, <laughs> definitely not references to Guns N' Roses at all, are the only two members of an elite neo-New York crime-fighting force that Raptor doesn't have in his pocket. Alex gets kidnapped and Slash, with his trusty Excalibur to side, must go after her. Also, Alex is a girl. Even though we don't get to see anyone here, so you just think it's these two blonde guys. Mm-hmm. It's just the same guy. Oh, but apparently they had a real band help them out. Psychosonic, a techno pop quartet. Yeah, remember them? Yeah, look at this guy. One guy's dressed like one guy's dressed like fucking Skrillex's younger shut-in brother, and the other guy looks like Jughead. <laughs> <laughs> Third guy has a good impression of Mo from the Three Stooges. <laughs> oh my gosh! And then it's just like this one regular dude showed up, and he's just like, "What the fuck's going on here?" <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Did I walk into it's the like, wrong building? Oh, that's future Martin Freeman, I think. Look kind of like him. <laughs> yeah, it is just I don't know, like the lighting on this. You can't make out any of these guys' facial features because they just thought, okay, we got two shades of lighting: complete darkness or blinding fucking light. Maybe they are already so ugly. Uh, all right, so this is a side-scrolling uh, action game, uh, kind of like uh, Final Fight, but uh, it looks like it has no third dimension, so no, but it's you, just on a single plane. Yeah, but you do get a sword. Cause again, <laughs> you get a sword. Yeah, all these all these gangsters with guns, lasers, bombs, bullets, and you're just like, nope, I'm going out with a p tiny piece of steel as my as my only defense and attack, because I'm a fucking idiot. I was no, I was reading. Graphics are not Go on. that great. Go on. Go ahead. I was just saying I was I I've never heard of this game, so I read about it earlier, and um, apparently in Japan they had a completely different set of characters, a completely different story, and a completely different script to mm -hmm. Western release. And um, I've heard of like character names changing and stuff like that, but why did they produce a whole completely different story? I don't get it. So what was the Japanese one like? What was it called? Uh, I don't know. I got bored and then went and had some <laughs> biscuits. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'll look that up. You guys keep talking about the screenshots. Okay. okay. Well, first one, we get to see Slash. The hero of the game has three different types of attack with Excalibur and can defend himself extremely well. And, uh, oh, yeah, because you can play other characters, but apparently not in the game. It's just a, uh, oh, it's a two-player mode. 
And it says it adds value to the game. It's an action game with a twist. A street fighting contest featuring Slash and six other bosses make up the two-player game. So it's not story mode. It's just if you're playing two players, you're just beating each other up. And it says uh, another guy you can fight is Tattoo. This blanket-type beast, which is obviously a, a blanket ripoff, is uh, slow afoot, but he carries a long sword. And he has a long-range attack, too. Everything about him about is long. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us about Chainsaw? He may. All right, he so the, the game in Japan was called Sword Maniac. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> Much better. The, our main character, Slash, here is called Gear in Japan. Alex is called Cynthia. <laughs> well, that makes sense, because at least that one has a female name. Mm-hmm. Chainsaw is called... Uh, so all these, all these two-player duels... You going through that right now with the two-player duels? Yeah, we just mentioned Chainsaw. He only fires his gun until his rival beats the skin off of him. Then he can do some damage. So, apparently you can get stronger by having the shit beaten out of you. <laughs> He's called TT uh, in Japan. TT? TT? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and then Kane, which is uh, basically E-Honda if he put on a fucking shirt. Kane is called Cocktail in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they made some of these changes. Why? <laughs> Cocktail. I don't hey, know. Japan, you fucked up little island. Look, he's quite quick, considering his mm. girth. <laughs> and, and he's firing off white things with his girth. <laughs> he is, actually. Okay, Ben, who the fuck is Dr. Blast in Japan? He's Dr. Mad. Oh my god, I guess they couldn't put that in because they, they'd expect us to be like looking at a chair with a with a metal spiked fist on it. The mad doctor is kind of wimpy until he takes damage and mutates. Well, oh my gosh, all these guys become fucking more powerful as you beat the shit out of them. It's like, oh, just take all this damage. You're just like Iron Fist. We're gonna like focus mm. your chi with every hit. Mm. Uh, okay, please. Who the fuck is Spuke in Japan? Spuke uh, is called Creepy in Japan. <laughs> but it's spelled incorrectly. It's C-R-E-A-P-Y. You mean Creepy? Creepy! Creepy. Yeah, because yeah, ours never follow any syllable. It has to be its own thing. So, Creepy is Creepy. They, they all, like the Western versions, all sound like really shit biker gang alternative names. Yes. Except for Spuke, that's amazing. Yeah, wow. <laughs> he can somersault at his opponent and cause major pain. So he's like Vega. Mm-hmm. This is all Street Fighter ripoffs we're looking yeah. at. Yeah. Yes. And Indeed. then Raptor, who isn't as powerful as Slash and Excalibur, but he may be a bit quicker than his brother. And it uh, looks like he's in a suit holding a bamboo sword. Or bamboo cane. Maybe, and then we get to see Mirror fight. Maybe mm-hmm. um, Spuke... Should be like cleavage, and it should be spuke. Spuke. <laughs> I like it. Uh, All right. This so game looks fun. It looks bad. It looks shit. Um, yeah, it's a you know side-scrolling fighter, but there's now dimension to it. So it's a poor man's double dragon or a poor man's uh, final fights. In the versus mode, it's a very poor man's Street Fighter too. Walk right and beat so, up things. Mm-hmm. Yes. So they've got uh, some some art here. I believe I recognize this art from I think Castlevania had this art. It's sort of like Final Fantasy, same artist. Mm, looks similar. Possibly. 
Yeah, I get to see uh, at Slash walking past a robot that he is clearly already dispatched, which is just yep. standing there wondering what the fuck is happening as light is shooting out of him. So they're kind of just walking you through um, the levels at this point, and they give you tips on how to beat Tattoo, about how to beat uh, Chainsaw, and uh, yeah, it's just kind of tips at this point. Oh, so Blanca, it's not just hair on his chest, it's actually a rose tattoo. <laughs> well, I'm glad we got that close-up to find out. Yeah. Baby... I can blame it to the kiss from the rose on the way. Oh, I thought you were going to sing another tattoo, babe. Another. Oh, oh wait, that's. Oh, what? Know. No. A uh, song. Uh, I'm on you, just like a tattoo. What was it? Uh, uh, Leona? I don't know no, it was like some lady just like. Uh... Ah, fuck. I'm confusing You're floundering. Owls. Yeah. You're floundering. Pull out. I don't know what's happening here. Pull out, bail. Pull bail. out. Done. <coughs> I'd like John pull out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you get to fight Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> All right, let's skip to the, <laughs> oh. <laughs> let's skip to the end here. Uh, crux, the essence of evil. <laughs> and uh, we have this guy in what appears to be a, a shitty jacket with either a scarf or a big tear all the way down it. And uh, he looks like piss, really pissed off with a big frown on his head. And his hair is spiking up like Cloud from uh, Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, basically, like, you go through all these levels just to... Uh, the, the second player is just basically a speedrun version of this without all the levels. Because you end up fighting the same bosses anyway, which are just the other characters. Yeah. All right. Except for, for Crux, which is a full screen boss. A full screen boss. Excellent. All right. So our uh, big poster here is a photo of Charles Barkley sitting on what appears to be a box or a speaker with his arms crossed, and it's for a game called Barkley Shut Up and Jam, coming to your Super NES from Accolade. He, he don't want to hear none of your garbage. He just wants to see what you can bring to the court. That's right. Mm. And he looks the same as he does now, so another guy that's aged great. Okay, so we have. Uh, <laughs> did you see? I forget who told him. Uh, someone he was on the air. He's a, he's like a comment commentator now, and uh, someone told him someone died, like on the air, and just like his reaction was so funny. He just like drops his pencil. He's like, "Oh damn!" <laughs> oh that that. Oh he did. Oh he did. He died. Oh that oh, terrible. Damn. That terrible. Oh damn. Oh, damn. <laughs> okay, next up is a lengthy preview for Super Metroid. I don't want to get too into this, though, because we have a feature next month. I have a confession so, um, to make. Yes. I've never played a Metroid game. This is the one. I've I don't... Honestly, I've been playing them to try and understand why they're popular, mm. because I had uh, the original Metroid for, for Nintendo as a kid. Yeah. I did, didn't really care for it that much. Right. I've seen the and, I've seen uh, playthroughs, and I can say the same thing. It's not that. It, it's well, good I've for heard Nintendo maybe, but nonstop uh, fanboyism about Super Metroid. Mm. So I finally uh, dug in uh, a couple weeks ago to try and see what it's all about. 
So uh, I'll reserve my opinion uh, for next uh, for next issue. Mm -hmm. But um, I should. Yeah, I've actually, oh here here's what we call a tease for the next issue. So I've actually challenged our guests to try and beat it as fast as he could because he's a he's a decent uh, up for a ch up for a decent challenge in speed run. So we'll see how he does. Mm. Yeah. Sounds good. I don't remember as I had a great time playing this game. <clears throat> All right. Let's move on, shall we? Unless you guys want to talk about anything Super Metroid? Uh, well, she hasn't played it, so she's got nothing to say. Nah. I have played it, but this is this is only a preview issue, not an actual review, so I can move on, too. All right, very good. Because the next one is thrilling. <laughs> it is for a game called Time Tracks, which is based off of a television show of the same name. So, uh, I looked at the Wikipedia entry. Time Tracks is an American-Australian co-produced science fiction television series that first aired in 1993. It had two seasons with 44 episodes. A police officer sent through time into the past has to track down and return convicted criminals who have escaped prison in the future. That just sounds so, so utterly shit, doesn't it? Uh, in I the think year... it sounds awesome. You get to fight fugitives in time. <laughs> Uh, in the year 2193, over 100 criminal, criminals become fugitives of law enforcement criminals. by traveling like back in one. time 200 years uh, using a time machine called Tracks. Who the fuck has been, been looking after these people in jail? How have they just been like, oh, you know what, I'm going to fuck off back to the future or the past or wherever they... Sorry. Make sure, make sure to have the prison time machine properly maintained. Uh, yeah. And uh, no guard. Oh. <laughs> you, you, so, think, you think that maybe it could be some psychological torture? Like, uh, under regular circumstances, they have the guy contained, like, trapped and everything, so they force him to go back in time and either watch, like, how his family will end up without him, or or uh, he gets to see his victim die or suffer, like some psychological fuck-up. Or make them but watch then, Twilight over and over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> A, twi a twilight Terrible. orange. <laughs> Darian Lambert is a police detective of that period who was sent back to 1993 to apprehend as many of the fugitives as possible. I'd rather see Chris Lambert. <laughs> Christopher Lambert. You have like violated that. the rules of time. And now I must challenge you to Mortal Kombat! <laughs> Oh, I was gonna go with the. Uh, I'm Connor McLeod from the Clan McLeod. Oh, that. There can be. There can be only one. Of all these time travelers, there can be only one. There you go. Uh, so he is assisted by the special, specified, encapsulated, limitless memory archive, or Selma, an extremely small but very powerful computer, disguised for the mission as a credit card and communicated through a holographic interface which takes the visual form of a prim young woman. Hang on a minute. This is just a really, really bullshit Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really fucking bullshit ripoff of Doctor Who. They go back and catch the baddies in a time machine that's, you know, a, a T-A-R-D-I-S, a TARDIS. Well, this one is called a fucking... Who calls it a Selma? Seriously. And I, was waiting, got, I was waiting for another one called Louise to show up. <laughs> <laughs> no, the time machine is tracks. The Selma is the computer. 
Oh my gosh, this this movie. This no, show it's, this is like a ripoff of Doctor Who and Quantum Leap. Yes, yes. Quantum Leap. That's the other one I'm mm-hmm. thinking of. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Lambert is also equipped with a micro pellet projection tube disguised as a keyless car alarm remote, which can stun targets or engulf them in an energy field, rendering them transportable to the future. What? And who the heck so is this Doctor can... Sambi guy? He looks like a he looks like a he looks like a music conductor. <laughs> um, let's see here. Okay, this process to send the criminals to the future incorporates a transmission sequence to send a criminal on his way. Dr. Mordecai Sambi, who is responsible for sending the fugitives to 1993, tries several times to kill Lambert. Uh, so, he's a, so, so he's a psycho genius. Bit like uh, me, then. Yes. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, God. So the first enemies you see here are the denim thugs. <laughs> the denim thugs. <laughs> oh, my God. Gosh, and then we get to see an insert from the TV show where we get to see one guy looking pensively in a limousine, like with it, resting his elbow on his kneecap, while another guy seems to be uh, holding up Shaquille O'Neal's sneaker. Where's the sneaker? I'm looking here. The big. What is Look that? Look at that massive thing he's holding. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> I am- the first Which page we're, stu- we're stuck at on the same insert. We're stuck on the same page, man, with the denim thugs. First page, the denim thugs. On yeah. the right hand oh, side. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's holding. Sha- you he's didn't ho- talk about the guy with the laser pointer. He's holding up Shaq's sneaker. And uh, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, the first, the first, uh, the title insert has yeah, the- got all these guys with the uh, Canadian tuxedos on. <laughs> versus the doctor with the real tuxedo on. I see what's happening here. Um, it's the Canadians versus the uh, snooty orchestra conductor. <laughs> <laughs> so Christopher Lambert will run into several different types of enemies throughout each of the eight levels in the game. Try to defeat them all with hand-to-hand combat. What other options do you have? You'll be rewarded with a gold token if you defeat them in this manner. Oh, okay. Defeating enemies with your PPT weapon is a nice alternative, but that method doesn't always work. And you get to fight lab techs. Mad bombers, security guards, and flamethrowers. Ah. Seems fair. Yeah. Yep. And uh, let me get to see another TV show insert where he's apparently holding up a friggin' mining laser <laughs> on a tripod. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. He's like all squatted down for it too, which is odd. Like, why wouldn't you have the tripod higher? Let's just have someone squat down to use that thing. <laughs> and the boss for the first level is called Sprinting Hulk. <laughs> Slow down this sprinting madman. Oh my god, he looks like the guy. He looks like Don Johnson from Miami Vice if he just like hit the gym a little bit and never left. He was totally roided up, yeah. <laughs> roided up oh, Don Johnson eat- from Miami Vice. Go back a page here. Let's talk about the future folks here. So clearly our hero is meeting with uh, Father Time from the future. <laughs> I, love, I love 93's version of the future is like, you know, shoulder pads and robes. And it all takes place in, like, it. Where, it all takes place in like warehouses <laughs> and sewers. Yes. Oh. <laughs> what the hell is that? So they're probably projections or something. And then we get to see an insert from the TV show again. Like, what kind of fucking tux- suit is this guy wearing? Looks like, it's like he's, a suit with like. It it looks like he's been watching the Matrix. 
Yeah. Uh, he's got Keanu Reeves envy. <laughs> and these hats, these hats have like three levels to them. The brim, the regular part, and then like a super beret on top of the hat. I love it. <laughs> this game looks so fucked up, I have to try it. Hell, this so series the boss sounds so the, fucked up, I have to watch it. <laughs> yeah, you sh you should do that. I want to hear back from it. So the next uh, level is in the lab, and he has to literally fight a giant laser by jumping by holding on to girders <laughs> while looking like Sounds the fa right. while looking like the fawns. <laughs> I've just got mini me stop humping the laser. <laughs> the next level, he has to fight the Smithsonian. <laughs> he has to fight the Smithsonian Institute. <laughs> I, yeah, he fights I mean, a fucking museum. Yes, he fights a museum. So it's kind of like Night at the Museum uh, without the funny parts. <laughs> and apparently he's destroying and, uh, a dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> then you're back to the city streets where you have to take down a helicopter. <laughs> In close combat, of while course. Riding, while riding a motorcycle. And just by shooting up. <laughs> the one place the helicopter could attack you like is anywhere else but he decides to like float under you and like drop things under you making a poor use of a helicopter while you just shoot up at it and tear apart the fuselage with your <laughs> space laser <laughs> and oh my god you fight a cr uh, the, the, the boss from the fight a crane operator a crane operator <laughs> on a building site of course <laughs> what early 90s movie would be complete without a, you know, a fight at a construction site? <laughs> and they just give us teases for the next locations. You can be on a jet ski, you can be in a forest, or in a waterfall. Just in, just, just in the 90s, though, so don't go chasing them. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> okay. Just next to game. the forest and the jet skis you're used to. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, next game I broke is, the princess <laughs> Next game is turn and burn No fly zone No fly zone No fly zone They know better They know better <laughs> Don't fly into this zone Okay so this is, let's see here, a lifelike combat simulator that's a cut above the competition. So it's got interesting viewpoints where you can see behind the pilot to the left or the right. Uh, and you get a limited view of the sky and a big view of the back of the pilot's head <laughs> and wings. It looks great, but looks awful at the same time. Mm, yeah. Every one of these like early 90s flight sims does as much to uh, to obfuscate the the view of the actual sky and land as possible, I swear. And then you think they would just put all the junk, like have like the big screen on front and then you could just press the down button so you could look down in your cockpit and look at the HUD and everything mm. and then look back up by pressing the up button so you get to a nice view of the screen. Like just, you know, give me the option right. of actually seeing some of the shit you created. Yeah, it's weird. So it's it's basically like a Top Gun for uh, NES. If you, with slightly better graphics. If you want to destroy your retinas with the uh, with the weapon selection screen, oh my gosh, this is so much red and fuzz. Yeah, I don't know that it's worth it to go back and play any of these like 
older flight sims, honestly. Uh, the only um, the only thing close to a flight sim I played would be uh, Wing Commander or uh, Free Space when it came out on the computer. Space. There's a different decent series that is still going on, and I'm trying to I'm drawing a blank on it. I'll think of it. Okay, let's move on to the section about pinball machines. Flipper Frenzy. So they're telling us about uh, a bunch of different games, it looks like. Yeah. Yep, we got uh, the Jolly Joker, which uh, looks like a Juggalo Pirate. <laughs> oh, so the games are Super Pinball and then Pinball Dreams, and they're kind of going over the different tables of each. So yeah, Jolly Joker is on Super Pinball. Uh, yep. okay. Again, it's just like if, if Sergeant Pepper was a Juggalo. <laughs> oh dear. Ace Combat. That's the flight sim I'm thinking of. Uh, that's a really good game. Yeah. Uh, the la the last one I played was Project Silphied for the uh, 360. The last one I played I was you're... the original flight simulator, like the Microsoft like PC one. Nice. <laughs> and that was <laughs> the that, first that, one. That just that just lets you well, know, I... like, didn't bother playing anything else. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Played it once. I was like, well, yeah, this is about as expected. Really shit. So, I don't like anything today, do I? <laughs> oh, they were all chuckers. Yeah. All right. Next next table is Blackbeard Iron Men. <laughs> oh, my God. What? Blackbeard and Iron Men. Oh, my God. Does this take place on Fire Island? <laughs> like, where they had the fire festival? <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? Well, no, Fire Island. It was a village people song. And, uh... They have <laughs> what? Fire Island. It's a village people song. You go, it's like, fire! Fire Island! Great place to spend the weekend. Great place to spend the weekend. And then there's, like, this mid-break that goes, like, don't look in the bushes. Don't look. <laughs> don't look. Don't look in the bushes. You've been watching really weird porn again, haven't you? I had a Village People Greatest Hits cassette back oh, in the mid 90s. No, no, I may have listened to it a couple hundred times. Which I don't know if we can be friends did, anymore. Did you Falling, uh, did you dress up? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like oh, there's the there's the fireman, the Indian, the cop, and then me, the tech support. <laughs> but no, it. Uh, I, I like their music. I liked. Uh, uh, I do like Macho Man. I have to say, uh, the, it's so yeah. ridiculous. Then there was Go West. Go West, life is peaceful so there. there. Like the song, the songs were just so uplifting. Oh, there <laughs> was a. Oh yes, I'm trying to remember a song. Uh, it we was learned like, something new about Mike yeah, today. Five o'clock in the morning. Did you ever hear that song? No. It goes like it's five o'clock in the morning. The city is so empty. I don't want to walk the streets. Alone. I'm pretty sure most people know Village People for one song and one song only. Yeah. Well, they did others, <laughs> and they were YMCA. great. They did another one, which, uh, what, did you know they made, did you know, uh, they made a movie called Can't I don't need to know that. Can't I Stop don't the, need to know. Can't Stop the Music. It was a musical, and it had Bruce, yes, can. It had Bruce Jenner yeah. in it. Pre-op? Yeah, Bruce did, Jenner, not Caitlyn. Oh. Bruce um, Jenner, it was one of the few movies oh. he was in. Didn't they do that song, um, In the Navy? Uh, da, yeah, da, I did that da, one too. In the Navy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nacho, Nacho Man. I want to be a Nacho Man. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, so they have so, a. 
Yeah, Village People's <laughs> Greatest Hits. They made a lot more songs than you think they did, and they were pretty fucking great. So check them out. I'll take a word, Fire take Island, a word for Fire Island, Go it. West, 5 o'clock in the morning, uh, Can't Stop the Music. Great stuff. Mm. You can. You just eject the tape and never listen to it again. <laughs> and then we Burn that thing down. <laughs> and then the last the last game we get to see here is Wizard featuring uh, apparently Rob Zombie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that does actually look remarkably like Rob Zombie. So that game attempts to be somewhat photorealistic. Uh, and it looks decent for a Super Nintendo game. The second one, Pinball Dreams, does not attempt to look photorealistic and looks more uh, kid-friendly, I will say, uh, with more simple graphics, sort of like Marble Madness from Nintendo Entertainment System. Yeah, so you've got four tables here. You've got Ignition, Steel Wheel, was that Beatbox, and then Nightmare. And their view, instead of showing the entire uh, uh, table at once, is a zoomed-in mm. version. So you only see a portion of the table at a time. Yep. So you don't get too confused or overwhelmed or something. Yeah, I would avoid all that shit. Okay. <laughs> Classified information. <laughs> you get to what see, we got here? You get to see the credits. <laughs> unlimited <laughs> thermal bombs. <gasps> for Super Empire Trikes Back, you can get unlimited thermal bombs, and there's also a code here for 99 lives. That, that part's so fucking you sweet. Wanna, you can just blow through that fucking game like nothing. So if you don't want to invest in a Super Game Genie, you can uh, use the codes here. Yeah, this will get you. This will get you to the end. You can either warp to the credits right away, or you can just invincible blow up everything, and get to the credits the long way. And oh my God, what is wrong with these screenshots? Is is your version, is your like is your version looking good? Because I see like, like a green tauntaun. <laughs> yeah, I've got a green tauntaun, and then the whole planet Hoth is just like. Post nuclear apocalypse, white. It's yeah, yeah. That's in the first couple levels there. Yeah. Well, I'm looking I'm at everything. It looks like everything has lapsed over itself. Yeah. Very. Like simply. I don't know if that's just if that's just the scan I've got or if. Well, no, everything else looks great. So I'm just wondering if the, the screenshots you got are like if you're trying to like read the letters, how they're like all fucking shit. I think you got a bad print, yeah. honestly. Sometimes the print doesn't line up correctly and you get that ghosting effect. Yeah. I don't have that on mine. No, and I'm not looking at a scan. Okay. And then we get to see more unlimited power where you, if you don't want to blow up everything, you can just use the force or something. You get a stage select for Battletoad's Noble Dragon. Oh, for a stage select for Tasmania. Extra continues for Tasmania. And for Inspector Gadget, you can get a debug mode. So you can try to fix the game yourself. Oh my gosh. Why would you want How to do that? How terrible is that? I don't think you would. Oh. I think they just left it in the production version of the game. Oh, okay. Oh, this is great. So, uh, wait, NBA you, you, Jam. Wait, wait, wait. You can start the game with 99 hats? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I got 99 hats, but a bowler ain't one. <laughs> Jesus. That needs to come back. The bowler is coming back. Mark my words. Someday the bowler is coming back. I'm I'm in England and it's not coming back. It's coming back someday. Uh, Then the followed by the trifold hat. (laughs) The tricorn. Yeah, the tricorner hat. Those are coming back after that. Uh, Well, you know what is coming back? 
codes for NBA Jam. <laughs> you get the White House Jam where you can play Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton or, or Al, Al Gore. Gore. And then the That's pro- phenomenal. And the Programmer Jam where you get to you get to play as the programmer. Oh boy. Yeah, you can be a Sal DeVita or Jamie Rivet. <laughs> The, the whitest guys on the court. <laughs> okay, uh, and let's see what else here. You can play uh, TMNT tournament fighters at super fast speeds. You can change the boss stage backgrounds. Uh, let's see here. Super Mario All Stars. There's a there's a code here for bonus Mario's, so you can get extra lives. Uh, and then for Kirby's. Pinball Land, there are some bonus games well, you can have. You, fit, you missed Ranma 1 half, you get another debug menu. <laughs> Boy, they're just, they're just going nuts with this one. And uh, we get to see what the debug menu looks like. You can uh, change their move rate, jump rate, attack rate, defense rate, special rate. Oh my gosh, this is... Those have a special rates like slower than the rest of them. Because <laughs> they're really special? Yes, you got it. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the uh, comic here. All right, so let's pick parts here, and, and we'll we'll finish with the first half after our uh, comic here. So I believe the princess should be Samus. Which one's yep. that? Oh fuck! I don't know. That'll be the one in the orange and uh, yellow suit that starts off talking. Okay. The heroine. Samus is a woman, just so you know. Really? Really? Yeah, really. Okay. You can see a picture of the next page. <laughs> okay, okay. So I guess I'll be I'll be Houston or uh, do you want to be Houston, Ben? Oh, the other the blue the blue dude. Yeah. I'll be him. You be the bad guys. Okay. Okay. Pick hey, us off. All right. Super Metroid Chapter Three: Back to the Nest. I'd understand if you left Houston. This is uh, sorry. Was that Zebes? Yep. Is a dangerous planet. I'll keep that in mind, Samus. Here we go! So they're like blasting a whole bunch of uh, creatures to no end. Good job! I wouldn't mind some help here. And so they're shooting again, Uh, shooting again. (laughs) What do you mean? You blast them before they're even in my sights. Bang, ping. So she's destroying everything. And then uh, he says, at least I can get, gather the cleanings for the bounty. Yeah. The cleanings, cleanings for the bounty. Yeah, yeah. Boom. Boom. What a shot. So she's looking around, uh, smoke coming out of her blaster. <laughs> and he says, uh, I'll earn a small fortune with these. Get real. He's got some leaves or something. <laughs> Uh, and she says, I said get real, so I don't have time for carcass collecting. And then she continues, like, it goes down, and then we get to see the side, so. What? And she continues. Yeah, she's saying there. Where? Are. Oh, pirates, pirates to pulverize. She's a different color. I couldn't figure it out. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the comics. People change colors randomly. (laughs) Then she says, Why don't you go? Samus, watch out! And a big spike comes out of the ground, piercing her shoulder. Oh, shit. 
Yep. Oh, well, the hero's down for the are count. You, are you okay? Uh, the great bounty hunter is caught in a hunter's trap. I should have been more careful. This doesn't look good. Wait here. I, I don't need your help. I may not be a hero, Samus, but I know how to work a trap. Sneak. Got it. <laughs> Sneak. <laughs> Almost there. So he's pulling out the spike of her. He sliced the spike, and now he's trying to pull it out of her arm. Oh, you're, I think. you're pulling out. You're pulling out. You're pulling out. Okay, <laughs> let's go. Uh, wait. We're leaving behind your pirate claws. <laughs> That's okay. We've got to get help for you. Uh, your ship. I hope I can figure this one out. He's thinking as they get into Samus's ship. Uh... Uh, she says. Okay, set the coordinates. <laughs> now she's green. Set the coordinates for three, uh, three, uh, three, three, six, oh, oh, by. I don't know what those numbers are. One, two. That's not headquarters. Uh, They're setting the coordinates for eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine. <laughs> for a good time. <laughs> well, that's what she say. needs right now. <laughs> and they say. Uh, uh, she says, they can't help me. Yeah. Anyways. Chairman! <laughs> Sammy Sammy's ship left Libby! <laughs> but she just got there. Something must have happened. It's most curious. Her ship is now returning to headquarters. Hmm. Hardy! You're eating again. You should be rallying the troops. I guess I'll have to take care of this. Well, since it's not necessary, sure, we can handle it. I don't think so. Zebes! We've got to resolve this conflict now. Whoosh. You doing okay, Samus? We're getting close. I'm hurting, but I'll make it. Is this the place? So they're landing on a planet somewhere. With the, with the wonderful sound effect. Push. Can't land. Whoa! Crash landing. Sorry about that. This place is deserted. What are we doing here? Hmm... Samuelson. And we can so. see a uh, wrinkled up old bird fuck thing <laughs> with a stick. <laughs> wow! It's like, it's like if Sam the Eagle and Yoda had a baby. Yes. It. Oh, that's <laughs> perfect. Don't don't ever <laughs> doubt my metaphor game, baby. Sorry, it's, it's the second lot of gin. Um, <laughs> is it me now? <laughs> No, Mike's supposed to be this guy. Oh. Okay, well, I, yeah, I already said it. Now Houston says... I said it. Wow! Oh, and then he falls back in shock. You are injured! What has happened? Nice to see you, old bird. Samusan? Old bird? Who are you? You look like the statue with the ruins of Zebes. Well, I am a member of the Chozo clan. We created Samusan's power suit. <laughs> oh shit And then we get to see the fleet assembling While the chairman's going This is great I should have taken over long ago Your men are incompetent Chairman There's a beacon pirate ship dead ahead <laughs> Don't lose them We'll crush those bugs Chairman We have a problem <laughs> And then a gun is pointed to the chairman's head Saying chairman Deal with it officer 
And then Ridley is there, that prick. He goes, <laughs> it's been a while, Chairman. Ridley, what's, go- what's going on? How did you get here? Chairman, says the uh, fat guy with the mustache. And then a big alert goes, we're in big trouble. Meanwhile, back on the planet. (laughs) Are you sure that you can save her? I know what I'm doing. We need her for the safety of the galaxy. Yeah, I can't help being needed. Yeah, and we get to see Samus (laughs) laid out. She's laid out on the table. Bleeding out her green blood goo. Okay, that's not (laughs) sexy. All right, so it says to be continued. Let's go in in part one. Uh, thank you, Retro Princess, for joining us. It's okay. And uh, <laughs> stay tuned for the second half to come uh, shortly. Anything else from anybody? Uh, no, we've done all the, uh, the the credits at the end that we usually do, the, uh, the Patreon, the Facebook, the Twitters. So it looks like we're... Uh, oh, uh, stay tuned for an upcoming... Uh, New series starring me and a uh, a previous guest from this podcast with details to be released very soon. Also, for your Patreon uh, donators, just a, just a, a tease out there, you're going to be getting some exclusive content that we recorded the other night. So as soon as uh, Mike listens to whatever the hell we made during a drunken evening of Mario Kart, uh, he will uh, polish it up and uh, throw it out there for you guys to, to take a gander into. So... That's our Patreon-exclusive content coming your way. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm Ben. I'm Mike. Oh, I'm Princess. (laughs) (laughs) And now you're playing with power. Entertainment system. Now you're playing with.